Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. And I am one of your hosts, Josh Loftus, and I'm here, as always, with my fabulous friend, my co-host in crime, my... Um, you're not wearing flannel today, so I can't I'm say not. that. I'm not. Dude, if, you're, if you're, going, you're going full dad mode right now. You're in, you're in a sweater. I'm a crew neck sweater. You're a crew neck kinda, sweater yeah. guy today. Yeah, I don't know. I this is this is kind of a new experience for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to feel. I don't. I don't know if you should be mowing a lawn or if I should ask you to like go out in the back and play catch or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. This is actually. Are you so wearing white is, New Balances right now? No, I am not. You should Absolutely be. not. You, no, the fact I'm not. that you're not is almost. A crime. I was wearing white Adidas's early okay. on today. Okay. Okay. All right. They looked. Mo- they looked a little bit more modern. Were they grass stained? No, they weren't. So, man, you try to keep them fresh, dude. You got to get some grass stains on those suckers. Sorry, you got sorry, to, amigo. You got to, Jack. So. Jack, how are you? I'm, man. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind, a good whirlwind. Yeah. Josh knows what's going on, but it's been a good whirlwind. Um, had like so like pop, a bunch of job interviews and stuff oh, like that, dude. dude. Yeah. Like you've been. It's seems like it's, every time we Marco, yeah, you're like dressed <laughs> up for another interview. Yeah, and that's that's usually been the. Uh, been the kind of vibe i don't know for the last couple weeks i think i'm closing in on something got a pretty good guesstimate here on what's going on and it uh i don't know we'll we'll talk about it more once it's solidified yeah yeah a lot of good stuff happening my Um, my question is are you going to be able to go down to nevada with me See, that's up in the air. See, that's what I don't know. But about. see, here's here's the thing. <laughs> like, like, like here here's what we got to do, right? Like, you got to tell them when you get hired. Like, hey, I've got this pre-existing, you know, uh, a date that that I need to be gone for. But other than that, we're good, dude. Employers don't care. They'll still take you. They'll be like, oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah, 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 no problem. He can't get out of this. Just block <laughs> it out, son. I want someone on this road trip with me. <laughs> You know, I, I could, I could probably, I could probably put that forward in that way, or I could make it into an actual like work road trip, 
to a certain degree because however you can uh, i don't care how you swing it <laughs> josh is like please i just, don't abandon I me don't i don't want i need somebody i don't want a 13 hour car trip by myself <laughs> a guy can only listen to so much podcast it's true all right so true. much podcast so jack uh, i gotta say last episode uh <laughs> when i completely and totally like took squirt to the woodshed and, and just eviscerated it, right? Squirt soda yeah. uh, for the yeah. awful taste that it is. And we had a listener who I came into contact with like a couple days after <laughs> come up to me and he was like, this guy's name's, Vir- that squirt this guy's name's Virgil. Awesome dude. I love him to death. But he goes, you know, that's my favorite soda, right? <laughs> wow. And I'm like, how old I'm is like, he though? I'm like, how old is he? Because then I can gauge the Vir- generation. Virgil, uh, early, uh, early 40s. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It would be different if he was like. I really hope. Level, I really hope he's not in his thirties, and I didn't just insult him. <laughs> like I, I no, 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 no. You know what? Like he, Ed no, did no, no, no. on no, Twitter he, to no, me. He's got teenage kids. <laughs> what am I thinking? He's got he's got teenage kids. I am being generous. I'm being I'm being kind. I think I think he's early forties. Okay, Virgil. I think you're early forties. You know what? I'm gonna go step right. Virgil, you look like your early forties, man. You look spry. You look young. You look good. Anyway. I am all Not like Ed. To, huh? Ed thought I was like 29 Dude, back in 2007. You and Ed, what the heck? You and Ed Romaine, man, have some work to do, man. Like, I don't know. Y'all, I don't know. Y'all, y'all relationship, man. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> there needs some need be, need to be some gospel healing going on there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to Ed, you're like you, like you're 40, <laughs> old man Jack. <laughs> He's probably going off the name. Like Jack's an old man's name. I can't help that. I can't help if my no, parents I, I, I skipped a generation I'm and had saying, kids. Well, uh, but yeah, here's the thing. Like, like your your parents had had you when they were older, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my dad was forty when he. Yeah, me, see, so. so like you're you're basically yeah. You're basically a boomer, just just a millennial like, wow. like me. <laughs> you're a, wow, Josh. Here's, here's what I think Basically <laughs> a boomer up in here. Jack, Jack, hashtag basically the boomer. Boomer Jack. Uh, that's, the, that's the new- Boomer see? Jack. See? It's the new nickname that's going to be hashtag now. Hashtag people. boomer Thanks Jack. Thanks a lot, Ed. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks a I lot. I believe, Ed. Anyway, all of that to say, I have remedied drinking squirt. I'm back, yeah. dude. Look what I got today. I went with the classic. I am back in. I'm back in high school, dude. Like I just finished, like like I like drinking this, and I'm gonna tell people what it is in a minute. But drinking this transports me straight back to high school. I'm a junior in high school. I'm wrestling. I'm playing Halo. <laughs> Mountain Dew. I'm drinking the yeah. Mountain Dew. I couldn't I help drank it. it in a can. I wanted it to. I didn't. I didn't drink it. You only got fancy if it was code red and it was in a bottle. I drank it out of the can usually. Sometimes. Oh yeah, I, dude, dude. Let's let's be honest. All soda tastes tastes better out of a can. Or yes. So here's the echelon: glass bottle, yeah, top, yeah, then a can, yeah, and then plastic. Everything else, yeah, yeah. But you're drinking something new. So what do you this got? This is interesting. So I got this Starlight Coca-Cola Limited Edition Zero Sugar. Ooh. Yes, because I'm an old man. Yeah. Uh, I, popped, <laughs> I, popped the, I popped the hood on this. All right. And I took a swig. All right. All right. Give it a sip. Give it a sip. Coke Zero. Okay. How is it? 
So that like tastes like a combination of like vanilla and a little cherry in there. Okay. I don't know. We're going. They tried to make it like intergalactic or something like that. That don't taste no intergalactic. That tastes like vanilla, people. You know. You know. You know what we're gonna get called out for? I this just came to my mind. If Zach Bartles hears this, he's gonna call us out for stealing his shtick. Because I think him and Ted do like energy drink reviews on the gut check. I at least oh, I think they used Lord. to. I don't know how long it's been since they've done one. But this was completely spontaneous. This wasn't planned. This um, was spontaneous. People. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not planning on doing soda reviews. On, we will on the do movie reviews all day, but soda movie no. reviews, which which the the Batman movie review app is still coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. But Jack, something I wanted to talk about today mm-hmm. is I want to talk about this idea of when somebody leaves a church, right? If somebody's planning on leaving church, whether they be a member or a pastor, right? And the reasons for leaving the church are fine. Not unbiblical, right? Often, well, I don't. I don't know if I want to say often, but I, but, but I have seen it happen. I've seen it happen. They are accused of spiritual adultery, and there's this, there's this equation that is taken, I believe, too far in yeah. comparing one's relationship to the church mm-hmm. to one's marriage. Right. Okay. Now, marriage is a picture of Christ and His Church. We have that from Scripture. That's very clear. We confess that wholeheartedly. Right. Yes. Um, and there's many parallels that can be and should be drawn from the marital relationship into the church. Right. In terms of like how you serve, self-sacrificially. Right. Yeah. Uh, caring for one another, giving of yourself to one another. Right. Um, yeah. The elders of the church uh, leading the church spiritually, just like a man leads his wife, right? Like, like all of these parallels you can make, um, and and I believe you are very much right to do so, right? Um, but it can often be taken too far. In, yeah. Let's give an example. A member wants to move to a different church that's closer to home. Yeah. Right. Um, not a bad reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe just circumstances of life happen. Um, sometimes just where you're at in 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 your walk uh, requires like you know I'm, I might need something different. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, Jack and I are very much, and and we've confessed this before, like very much supporters of if 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 nothing's wrong, don't change it. Right. Sure. Commit to your church. Stay with your church. Don't be a person the church hops. Right. Yeah. We're not at all backtracking on that at all. Mm-hmm. Church hopping is still stupid. Don't do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right, but there are times in life when switching mm-hmm. a church um, has to happen, whether yeah. by necessity or you know stage of life circumstances, whatever it is. There are some that will believe that that leaving a church, whether you be a member or whether you be a pastor, maybe maybe accepting a new call, right is akin to spiritual adultery and you are cheating on your current church by leaving them and cleaving to another. Let's talk about this for a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I right off the bat, I have, I have, I have, I have some issues with that. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm going to throw it over to you first. Um, just that concept in of itself, Jack. What is? What do you think about that? 
What do you think about um, spiritual adultery when it comes to a, a pastor or a member switching churches? So right off the bat, I mean, the the thing that I think about when you say spiritual adultery, I don't think about that, to be quite honest. Um, I think that's just either being... <laughs> Uh, jealous or ignorant of what's going on in that person's life. I don't think that's spiritual adultery at all. I would classify spiritual adultery as um, you are idol worshiping. I classify that as spiritual adultery. Mm, okay. Um, I don't, I mean, ugh, I don't know what now. I think it would be different maybe if a certain pastor or leader is spending way more time with another church congregation and not actually shepherding their own congregation that they are an elder of. That's I don't know if I'd call that spiritual adultery at all though. I feel like that's Yeah, yeah. I that think that doesn't equate really well. Spiritual adultery is an extremely Yeah. Like like that's an extreme term. Yeah. It right. Is. And Very and much so. and just and it's I think there are certain things that fall into it. Uh, or, yeah. or fall under it where it would be considered spiritual adultery but I wouldn't throw that term on that scenario I would have a a, a, a massive problem with yeah, that scenario absolutely. right and I think that pastor needs to get his priorities straight but sure. spiritual adultery I don't I don't know man that's that's pretty that's pretty out that's there that's pretty severe that's pretty yeah, severe that's pretty, yeah. yeah that's pretty severe that's pretty out there and then on top of that I think that could be a reaction to maybe people not feeling shepherded, which, okay, I can understand that, but, uh, you know, punching back with spiritual adultery, I don't think that's the right, that's the right accusation to make. I would say maybe possibly, uh, not, um, I would say neglecting the flock that you're at. I would say definitely that falls within that, but I don't, spiritual adultery is, whew, I don't know. Every time I hear that, all I hear about is like the Old Testament and how Israel was worshiping idols a lot of the time versus Yahweh. Right. Um, I would say that that's more along the lines of spiritual adultery. But yet again, like it's so those terms used synonymous, synonymously with each other are hard to put together because it's two very different things happening in a in a both a physical way and a and then you're tying. Because adultery is a very physical, rebellious act, and then you're saying there's spiritual adultery, like, uh, so then what are we talking about at that point? You know, so I'm gonna go to the book of James, okay, chapter four, starting in verse three. He says this. He says, "You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions." Verse four. You adulterous people Mm. do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God therefore whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God Mm. okay James isn't speaking about physical sexual adultery there yeah right but he uses the term adulterous sure right being unfaithful, right? Sacrificing one's relationship, good relationship, to, pardon the slang, to catch some on the side, right? Sure. 
Um, but look at the context. What does he follow it up with? He, cla- he he accuses them of adultery. He says, you adulterous people. And then he says this. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. In that specific context is exactly what you're talking about. That when yeah. we talk about spiritual adultery, right, it's it's... I think it's much better <laughs> to put it into the context that you would in in physical adultery. Yeah, you're being unfaithful to the one that you have made covenant with, and that is God, right? Yeah. And you are worshiping ultimately yourself, but you're following your passions and following the idols of this world, right? Now, people will take that and say, "Well, you made covenant with these people." You made covenant with this church. Therefore, to break that covenant is to commit spiritual adultery against the church, against your people. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I'll just I'll just say off the bat, I do not believe that that uh that picture is meant to go as far as they take it. Yeah. I understand what they're saying. I understand the 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 sentiment behind it, but you are too far removed from the original <laughs> for it to be, uh, uh, um, uh, what do you say, solidified, right? Yeah. Right. We're we're too far removed at this point from the original context of that for it mm-hmm. to be able to be used as a as, as a rule, right? So. I, I have some issues when people utilize the term spiritual adultery when it comes to the church. Yeah. Because it automatically throws out the window the possibility that mm-hmm. God should desire to move his shepherd to a different flock. Yeah. Which happens Absolutely. all the time. Yep. Right? Yep. All the time. Yeah, not only that, but then I was talking to Josh just pre-show, pre-show convo, um, that in this era of COVID, man, some pastors just need to stop. Yep. (laughs) They're just getting bombarded. Uh, They're getting beat up. And some of them do need to to take a break. Some of them do need to, if you want to say quit, quit, because their mental health and their physical health is just being diminished and sabotaged by a lot of stress and a lot of suffering that sometimes uh, some congregations really put and heap on those pastors sometimes, which is unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that is it, is it then spiritual adultery, which I don't think it is, but this is the current moment we're living in where some pastors will stop ministering resign as a pastor go somewhere else and maybe they get raised up as a elder or a minister of that local church is that spiritual adultery i don't think it is i think it's knowing and trying to discern when you need to take a break mm-hmm. <laughs> and where you need to move uh in order for your family or your spouse to flourish because that's happened several times um with a couple different people that I know of, you know, some pastors that I knew one pastor in particular, he moved from the place I was living at to another area 
And really it was, he's like, hey, he's like, my wife flourishes better in this area. It's like, okay, as long as your family is flourishing, it's like, I don't think that's spiritual adultery. I think that's trying to enact discernment and trying to discern what's best for your family. Uh, And so it's very tough because you can't really broad brush that, that term to make it what you want to make it across the board. So, yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think it's, we need to understand the, the chains that we are putting on somebody when we throw, when we slap that term on them. Right. So here's your pastor, right. Or here's, here's a pastor. Here's a member of a church, right. Who is feeling like the Lord is calling them somewhere else. For one reason or another, right? And yeah. they've proven to be faithful, right? They've proven not to be not to be a church hopper, right? They've they've committed to this church, but they feel like, you know, I think the Lord is calling me and my family to another place. I think He's, you know, He's calling us either either to move, um, you know, or or you know, like you said, like my family just my family does better here than they do here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those aren't always bad reasons. Right. Yeah. And to put the term spiritual adulterer onto those in, onto those individuals. Yeah. Who I believe in that moment are truly trying to follow the will of of the Lord in in being obedient to Him. Mm-hmm. Um. It's very abusive. Yeah. And it's wrong. Yeah. And it should not be done. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. It's something that shows a lot more about your own insecurities, yeah, than it does what you are trying to, what you're trying to put on onto them, mm-hmm. right? Um, because God calls people to different places, yeah, it's just how it is, right? Yeah, and your and your congregation too might be a place in which, and I think that's the beauty of the the church, the Big C Church. Yeah, talking about the big C global church sometimes, and then the little C local church, is that though those little local churches are going to help somebody grow and develop and become a better disciple of Jesus, but being part of that local church is then a part of the big C church mm-hmm. as well too in that sense, in where you may be discipling and developing somebody in the local church that may then move on somewhere else, but they're still a part (laughs) of the big C church there. So it's really tough for me sometimes when somebody makes those accusations or says something along those lines, because I feel like there's a, there's a, there's an emotional, that's somewhat of an emotional response. Like you were, I'm coming at it from the angle of, if that pastor left, uh, I would probably emotionally react of you were supposed to uh, mentor me and pour into me and do yeah. all these things. But you got to remember, too, that is a very consumeristic response as well, too, <laughs> if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are just looking at it transactionally as you're as like this transactional relationship. Yeah. Like you're going to react in those ways, right? Don't think it's really helpful where we just had in my local church, we had a pastor 
um, who is going who moved from the Tacoma area down over to like the um, like the northern uh, just north of Denver. I think it's Fort Collins, Colorado area up there. And so, so, you know, was, was him moving spiritual adultery? No. Like he was moving a, because, uh, there was something that him and his wife kept praying about, which is to move back from Colorado. Cause he's from there. So that was on their minds and that's what they've been praying for. And on top of it, they were trying to be faithful to the local church that he was an elder at, at my church, pastor at. And so when they finally made that move, it was because primarily because with the ministry organization wanted to build a more uh, ministry presence in Northern Colorado and then in the Rockies and the mountain region. And so I wouldn't call that spiritual adultery. I would just call that God's plan working itself out in time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and, and I think we, we it's... It's obviously good to say as well that in no way, shape or form, are are Jack and I advocating for just a flippant view of your commitment to church. Right? Yeah. We're not at all saying like, oh, you can come and go as you please. Doesn't matter, right? Right. There's no there's nothing tying you there, right? Um we would say <laughs> uh on the contrary. Yeah. Right? Your commitment to church and if you're a member of that church, that covenant that you make with your people, with those elders, is a very serious thing. It's yeah. a very weighty thing. And yeah. it should be taken seriously. And it shouldn't be looked at flippantly, right? Yeah. Um, we're in no way advocating just being like, ah, oh, you know, we'll, we'll go to this church, see how it works out, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, when we stop, you know, when the honeymoon period is over, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next one, right? Um, obviously, there are many many issues with that mentality and we would have many issues with that mentality mm-hmm. um but at the same time it's not spiritual adultery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to follow the leading of the lord yeah when he leads yeah right and i think we do a disservice to one true spiritual adultery Right. Mm-hmm. When we throw the label on it, because I mean, it's the same thing. And, and this is a frustration that I have kind of in the counseling world. Right. Mm-hmm. If everything is trauma, nothing is right. If everything mm-hmm. is spiritual okay. abuse, nothing is spiritual abuse. Right. Yeah. It's important to define your terms correctly. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, those that are actually going through tra- trauma or actually going through spiritual abuse, they get yeah. lost in a crowd of everyone just saying, I was spiritually abused, spiritually abused. Uh, and you're like, yeah. you know, like, OK, hold on, let's. Let's let's be clear with our definitions, right? Mm-hmm. Spiritual yeah. adultery, I think, has a very clear definition sure. given to us in Scripture, right? Yeah. And it, and it shows us the context in which that is at. When we take that definition and then th- slap it on something we don't like yeah. because, oh, well, I just feel like he should stay at church. I don't know why he has to leave. Like, like you know, I don't feel like he, like this, this new calling he has uh, is is legitimate or I don't Mm. feel like this member of the church should be able to move away because he committed to our church. Right. When you start slapping spiritual adultery on those. Yeah. Um, it, it causes a lot of problems because, and it shows that like, there's not a lot of love for your brother or your sister in Christ who 
is having to make a very difficult decision of leaving their church. Yeah. Right? Because that's not an easy decision in most no. cases. Yeah. Right? Uh, that That is going to be a very sorrowful and painful experience for them because they're losing their family too. But they're yeah. trying to be obedient with where they believe the Lord is calling them. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're going to call them spiritual adulterers? <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. Get out of here with that. I think it too can be used in a very dangerous way and where you are trying to leave the church because of things that you disagree with doctrinally with them and also stands that you say, mm. they're like, I don't, I'm not seeing this the same way that you are. If somebody reacts to you in a way in which, well, you're just committing spiritual adultery or you're trying to. Right. That's a very manipulative mm-hmm. um, it is. way yeah. of going about the situation, too. Well, and, and and I think I think that's a fantastic term for it. It is yeah. it is spiritual manipulation. Yeah, is what it is. When you when you yeah. take that the concept of spiritual adultery and you mm-hmm. slap it on somebody like that, that is a spiritually manipulative. I'm going to turn around on you. <laughs> You're being spiritually yeah. manipulative to that person. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I was thinking about that because I mean. There's no doubt in my mind that that could be a situation that happens um, in which you're trying to leave a church because you are not seeing good things and you're trying to do it on a very biblical basis. And if if someone were to gaslight you like that of just slapping spiritual adultery onto you leaving, that is... Obviously, like I said, it's a it's a gas it's a way of gaslighting you, of putting the blame on you, but then also saying trying to manipulate you in using guilt and shame and other things, which is not <laughs> not of the Lord. Uh, I will say that right now. That is not being loving. That's yeah. not being yeah. careful. Uh, that's not being discerning at all. That's just being very manipulative and somebody who is. Um, I don't know. Trying to guilt somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there can be a lot of motivations. Them, so you know, I, I think there can be a lot of motivations for it. I think. Yeah, you might just be a, you might just be a nasty person, right? Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Um. You. You. You know, this individual might be scared. You know, they might be scared of what that kind of change will bring to a yeah. church or, or or to their life or the lives of their family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they might be worried that, that may, maybe this individual, this member of the church or this pastor was very influential in their life, right? And and they're, they're honestly worried about the direction of things now that this person's leaving, right? That's a, that's a realistic, that's a realistic emotion to have when big yeah. change like that happens, right? But... We have to remember that when those types of changes happen, when we're on the receiving end of those type of changes, right? When we're part of the church where a member is leaving or a pastor is leaving, um, the Lord is going to be faithful to fill that void in your life, fill that void in the church perfectly, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not that individual's church, yeah, right? The local church is not beholding to any person other than Christ, Right, and God is going to perfectly lead His people the way that He wants to lead them, right? And for that season of life, that is the shepherd that the Lord wanted you to have and wanted that church to have, 
mm-hmm. right? A new season of life comes in and the Lord wants somebody else because he wants to teach you something else, right? Yeah. And he utilizes different people and different means to do that, yeah. right? So I understand that that situation might be scary. I understand that situ- you, you might be worried, Um or you might just be a nasty person, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> whatever the case, whatever the case, trust in the Lord mm-hmm. to sustain you, to be sufficient, and that He is going to perfectly fulfill and 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 fill that gap, right? Yeah, because like the Lord's got you, mm-hmm. the Lord's got the church. Yeah. Right. It doesn't ride ride or die on one man or one mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. Right. It doesn't it doesn't fall it doesn't stand or crumble if somebody stays or somebody goes. Yeah. The work goes on, right? And it and it's a good thing. Change isn't always yeah. bad, right? So yeah. we just need to be more understanding to our brothers and sisters and and the the path, the specific path that the Lord has them on and understand that sometimes it requires like it requires the apostles to split ways. Sure. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, Paul's got to go one way. Barnabas has got to go another way. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, and it's okay. It's not yeah. a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think in that, in that transition, as hard as it is, is can often like <laughs> great things can happen from that. Sure. For, for both parties, <clears throat> both the yeah. people that stay and the people that leave, because it's 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 an opportunity for the Lord to to further increase the trust those individuals have in Him and His plan. Yeah, I would say the thing too that I would look out for is trying to uh, insinuate motives around why Paul and Barnabas split up, because there's no real huge understanding of why necessarily and a lot of people like insinuate that um oh it was difference of philosophy of ministry oh it was difference of personality well i i don't really want to insinuate (laughs) what happened but in any case it happened and you know and for that reason um you know you did see a multiplication of the gospel i think that's a different narrative versus sometimes where a lot of people they go through this certain situation where a leader leaves maybe on maybe on not the greatest terms and folks will still use that narrative of like oh well it was a difference in this and it's oh well Paul and Barnabas and they'll bring that up right as well too. the Paul and Barnabas example does not apply to <laughs> yeah. sin yeah all right let's just be clear we have no indica- wrongdoing for yeah. that matter we have no indication in scripture that they split yeah. over sin scripture yeah. doesn't even scripture doesn't even add a negative connotation to their split it just says it happened yeah right so yeah. so let's let's be very careful not to take again not yeah. take that too far like a lot yeah. of people are prone to doing right exactly and i i think that's the i think that's the the thing that we have to which i think this episode is trying to do really is trying to be aware that the lord is going to use people in a certain way in a certain location for a certain period of time and may he may like keep them there for a very long time for the rest of their lives or he may take them out of that certain place for his good pleasure and goodwill yeah. and put them in another area because it's part of his plan uh, to grow the kingdom and to not only grow the kingdom, but to multiply disciples 
and also um, show that the kingdom of God is growing to grow in this certain area because of those folks' labors. So, yep. You can't just boil it down to a couple different things. I mean, you do have to look outside the box and know that, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing <laughs> when he moves people. And hopefully it's not like, uh, as well too, I think my local church is kind of going through this because we've had a couple pastors who have um, stepped down from pastoral leadership, not in any bad situations, and they've had to, you know, make some moves either within the state of Washington or like I said, in Colorado. <clears throat> and I think it's put us in a place where the congregation is starting to invest more in our pastors now than before. Right. Yeah, And I think that that is a huge dynamic that, that a lot of local churches need to cultivate is that the dynamic usually is the pastor is the one who is outpouring and giving and encouraging mm-hmm. and the congregation is there to receive, which yes, in some respects it is, but in other respects too, this is not a one-way street. And I think other episodes lend their hand to this. Like you as a, a member of your local church need to and should uh, edify your local leaders and have those conversations and lift them up and encourage them and show them um, that you are trying to love them uh, because you're part of that local church as well too. So, yeah. And, and like how, how amazing, how amazing of a picture would it be to see the church come around these individuals, these members or these pastors that are leaving and, and, and send them off with blessing yeah. That that, yeah. that we we confirm that the Lord is calling you to this. Yeah. We we love you. We are here to support you. We send you out with our blessing, with with our prayers, with our hopes, and 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 with the with the knowledge that 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 we we are confirming God's will in this. Dude, can you imagine anything more encouraging than that? Like no, that I've been- that <laughs> Dude. Been a part of it a couple times, and it's really inspiring, actually. Seriously, man. So. Right? Don't let the last thing that person goes through when leaving the church be like slapped with spiritual adultery. <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on, people. Let's 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 love our people better. Right? And yeah, yeah. Let's love our people better. Yeah. So that's all I got, Jack. <laughs> that's about it man yeah 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 yes, sir i'm out of mountain dew i'm done i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know like here's the i feel like such trash when i drink it <laughs> like and i'm like i'm back in like i said i'm back in high school man i'm like playing halo and like and but it's just it's just it's just good are you are you still sipping on that coke or oh, did yeah. you give up it's it's the it's about the last look at you Last little couple sips there, but that's nice delicious. Job. All right. I might I might have to try it. I might have to try it. <laughs> Coke Zero is the most old man drink in the world. I love it. Hashtag Boomer Jack. <laughs> Boomer Jack. All right. Well, well, Boomer Jack, why don't you, if you can remember what social media is, Boomer Jack, why don't you get us out of here, man? Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate the fact that Josh and I rip each other in our generational- We do. Um, Gap. Gap, massive gap. <laughs> we should probably we should probably be clear because uh, I feel like maybe new listeners. 
both of us, Jack and I are almost the same age. We're yeah. we're both millennials. Yeah, <laughs> I just love ribbing on Jack because he's an old man. Yeah, I have old he's man the, tendencies. He's the old grizzled vet. Yeah, uh, I have old man tendencies. Yes, I was raised by the boomer. That's why I act like a boomer in some right. sense. So, yep. ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Josh and I's uh, riffings on each other about how we are of one generational class or another. You can join in on that riffing, on the sociables, if you will. Yes. The Facebook, the Metaverse, the Zuck site. It'll go down the next 24 hours. Mm -hmm. The Instagram goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. Or the Twitter, the Tweaker, the Little Blue Bird site. You can follow us all at the tag, at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might be able to join in on the Thanksgivingness of the podcast That's by right. becoming a maybe a patron if you will. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There there are if you have the means, you have the ability and you have already supported your local church in this specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to help the reformatory get the word out to to more people to help increase the 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 centrality of the local church in the life of the of the believer. We have a couple different ways you can do that. We do have a Patreon. We have a Appreciate our patrons, and uh, for about $5 a month, you too could become a patron, support the podcast, and have your name hallowed, 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 hallowed through the halls of this podcast, and we would greatly appreciate that. We have a shop. We have a website, reformatorypod.com, and on reformatorypod.com, you can get some local church merch. There's some amazing designs on there if you want to rep the podcast and rep your local church. Rep hashtag local church. There's some awesome, cool looking designs on there. I'm partial to the Hallowed hoodie myself. I think it's pretty dope looking. Get it in white with the black lettering. It looks, mm. it looks, it looks dope. It really yes. does. Um, last but definitely, definitely not least, we would appreciate those of you that are on Apple, which according to oh, yes. our our analytical numbers that I am able to look at. Is like eighty three percent of you, eighty three percent of you guys looking at you eighty three percent. We're looking at you eighty three percent. The person listening to this podcast on their iPhone right now, we're talking about you. All you have to do is scroll down and give us five stars. We would really appreciate that. We we have the goal of trying to get five stars or or a hundred ratings by the end of the year. Yeah, we're in March right now. And we've got, I want to say like 46 or 40, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know if it's that high. It's like 43 or 44 ratings right now. Mm-hmm. We're almost halfway. We can do it. I truly believe by the end of this year, 2022, we could have 100 ratings on Apple. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, go even even farther, leave us a little review. Write a little, Ooh, yes. uh, give us a little comment. Um be like be like Dark Crystal that, that I actually found out who it was. <laughs> he texted me and he was like, Yeah, that was me. <laughs> or 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 be one of our other listeners that had other words that referred us to Oh, some are you talking about podcast? the review they, they put on Doc and Do? Okay, dude. We might have to talk about that next. Somebody somebody threw us some shade on not even on our review. They went over to a different podcast and they called us schmoes. <laughs> Which I got to say <laughs> this is just the, the, the millennial in me, but the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that was Buzz Lightyear when he's talking to Woody, <laughs> delicious hot schmoes. <laughs> 
They're called s'mores, Buzz. Yeah, it's s'mores. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. <laughs> Y'all going over to other people's podcasts and calling us schmoes. Whatever. I see how Yikes. it is. I see how Yikes. it is. But be like Dark Crystal. Be like Hardcore Underscore Reformed, who let us, who mm. left us a review titled Best yes. of the Best. We're looking at you, Hardcore Reformed. We love you. We thank you. Solid. Do like they do. We would really appreciate it, guys. We thank you all for listening. We love every single one of you. We appreciate the support that you give us, following us online, um, rating the pod, reviewing it, sending us messages, interacting with us. We enjoy it a lot. We enjoy being able to do this. This is uh, this is uh, this is good for Jack and I, and we hope that uh, you find it edifying as well. We thank you guys all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>